Hey, uh, Rob? Uh, yeah, Dan. Have you seen... Okay, you know there was... I had a chess piece up on the shelf right there. Mm-hmm. The shelf above the bed. Yeah. Um, did you move that for some reason? Mm, no. Why? No. Is it not there? Well, it's not there. It's not. It's nothing. It's not your problem. I want to. I want to make it your problem. If I no, no, I I can help. What's up? Well, okay. So I use that chess piece to go back in time and relive the time I had uh, uh, the coolest uh, sexual intercourse of my life. Oh. Uh. Okay. Did so. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry. So you lost it. I lost it. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so usually I keep it there and then I pick it up and I go back in time and I relive the coolest sexual intercourse I ever had in my life. Well, I mean, it sounds first off, uh, very cool, uh, that you, uh, had sexual intercourse. Yeah. Uh, and where, so where was the last place you saw it? Um, I guess it would have been in 2007 when I put it there mm-hmm. after i was done putting it up my oh <laughs> i guess that's the intro this week on king me uh castle rock part two <laughs> King me. me, and you know we were just talking about we were looking at the analytics and just talking about how there's a precipitous drop off <laughs> in listeners. Yeah, <laughs> within the first few minutes of apparently, the show. apparently, yeah, people start the show and immediately turn it off. Yes, uh, I what guess gives, guys? They don't like when I put um, Scandinavian chess pieces. Of my oh. <laughs> Welcome to King Me, the official Stephen King movie podcast, <laughs> the official podcast of Kinging Me, yeah, the it, official podcast of Getting Kinged yeah. in 2007. <laughs> yeah. King me, baby. <laughs> Forget it, baby. I'll king myself. It's yeah. like a, that was when I was in my Sinatra phase. Yeah. Uh, There's the door. Grab a towel on your way out. Jesus Christ! <laughs> that's well. That's old Blue Eyes said that. No, I know. Yeah, he's a. <laughs> There's like, uh, I don't know. everybody talks about how like uh, everybody loves Frank Sinatra, right? Old Blue Eyes, yeah. right? And then like, in parentheses, they're like, oh, also he was a son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you would call you and your friends the Rat Pack. <laughs> It's like, yeah. yeah, we're a bunch of rats. Yeah. We we're just, dirt bags. We, <laughs> we sneak into places. Yeah. We eat the food off the floor. <laughs> we're the rats. Yeah. Right? Right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me and me and Sammy and Dino. Bogey. No, he's not. <laughs> Dean yeah. Martin. And, yeah. Uh, that's Dino. Joe. Piscopo. <laughs> yeah. He played he wishes. Yeah. He he played Sinatra in uh, on SNL for oh a my while. God. Do you think anyone has ever prayed harder for anything <laughs> that like you know in like Forrest Gump mm-hmm. when uh what's her name? Jenny. She's like, oh, God, yeah. please make me a bird so I can fly far away from here. <laughs> yeah. 
Joe Piscopo in the same cornfield being like, God, please make me old blue eyes so I can croon a tune with the best of them. I, you've cursed me with being Joe Piscopo. God, why free me? Yeah. Free me from this prison, baby. Joe Piscopo had a whole fucking career in the eighties. He was on SNL. He put out like stand-up comedy albums. There's one album. I think it's called "What Am I Doing in Jersey," or or it could be Jersey Turnpike. And it's literally it's him. Uh, it's a picture of him on the side of the road on the on the turnpike mm. in front of uh, that big like oil like refinery. Yeah, thing, yeah. That, all that industrial. The Sopranos. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And it's just him just going like, huh? What am I doing <laughs> what here? What the heck is all this? How do I get over here? What's that big old thing do? <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that does. And then and then the 90s hit and everybody was like, no, thank you. And then he's like, I'm just going to hit the gym. And he got yoked. Yeah. <laughs> it is such a, it is like a the true constant of the universe. Mm-hmm. Like all clocks on earth. Yeah. You know, there's like some like pendulum swinging, like, yeah. uh, like, 500 feet underground somewhere and that's like the (laughs) thing that all clocks are calibrated to sure instead it should be set by um the process of shitty comedians becoming (laughs) right-wing reactionaries (laughs) Uh, yeah piscopo brewer schneider alan covert i don't think you can really call him a comedian but yeah, he's actually somehow lower than a comedian. Yeah, that, it, that is a weird thing, isn't it? And yeah. like, uh, I guess Chappelle too. To a yeah, but extent. he's like he was good at one point. That that that's is what makes it yeah confusing. That oh, man, it's a real that's a real confusing right. situation. Okay, maybe it? don't set the clock to my theory that's falling apart before my eyes. <laughs> I mean, because Chappelle also got yoked. He also, yeah, he, did. He, he, he came back and he was like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, guys, we're not here to talk about 80s comedians. No, we're not here to talk about comedians such as Chris Rock. We're here to talk about <laughs> Castle Rock. Are you kidding me? Because here's the issue. Yeah. Everyone was hanging on with bated breath last time. Like, when are they going to get to the final episode? Right. What happened to Rob? Is he still on drugs? (laughs) We ran out of time. Right. And drugs. And drugs. (laughs) So uh, we've switched to drinking. Yes. And we are here to finish really just like bury deep in the ground. Never talk about it again. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, not that there's even really anything to talk about in the first place. No, it's it's just nonstop. Not a good show. <laughs> it's just nonstop stopping. Oh, what is that? What's that? Uh, is that the coffee machine? Did are the lights off? Yes. That's yeah. The, that's the coffee machine saying, "I'm done." <laughs> I'm done working for you. you. Why do you need to know that? (laughs) I'm punching out. That's its business. Should I be texting you every time I take a nap? I don't think so. (laughs) Hey, Rob, I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) I'm finished. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fucking uh, uh, Daniel Plainview. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finished. (laughs) (laughs) No more. Um, I also want to say that you know, you left it up to me what we would do for the intro of the show. Uh-huh. And the other option I gave you was rather than misplacing my 
chess sexy piece. chess piece. Yeah. It would be misplacing the boy I keep in the basement. <laughs> the boy. The boy. Right. I've ab- I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> we could have said. <laughs> Too late now. Yep. You can't go back. No. If only there was a way to go back and record something else, but you can't. um so part two castle rock Mm -hmm. when we last left our not friends sketches of characters (laughs) uh, the vaguest idea (laughs) the vaguest the the most two-dimensional do you okay in watching the second half of the season right Mm -hmm. um i found the characters to be uh less likable and like our main character, Henry, mm-hmm. right? Henry Deaver. Henry Deaver went missing, and then we find out what happened to him. And he slipped into an alternate dimension. He shouldn't have done that. <sighs> Big mistake. <laughs> Big, huge, huge. Um, remember the, in Pretty Woman when julie the, when when he this, closes the box down on her hand and she goes ha, ha, ha. <laughs> you know that was improvised <laughs> go on i was gonna say when the store clerk slips into an alternate dimension <laughs> and just before the wormhole closes she dives in after him to say big mistake huge <laughs> um Okay, so you think Henry becomes less likable in this back half? I don't know. I just I I find the character to be just less likable as it goes on. Well, and yeah, because maybe at the end, uh-huh. also the way that that plays out, um, maybe that's the point. I don't know, man. Yeah, I but that's that felt. I mean, that ending feels completely unearned. Yeah, to me, um, everything about this feels unearned. That's Every the thing. I was motivation say- is. Uh, vague and nonsensical. Yes. I don't even think that the characters become less likable so much as you had to watch five more episodes of them. Uh, maybe that's You it. know, like, it's it's not that they were written in that way. It's just, like, through sheer exposure, you were just like... I hate these people. I hate <laughs> these people. Why are they still here? Right. Yeah. Uh, no, that makes sense. Because, really, they're mostly featureless. It's true. In my opinion. No, you're right. They do the... I Like, it's not even... It's not that the acting is bad, mm-hmm. even. The material is just... Correct. The material is very bad. Yeah. Right? We talked about that already. How the material... How the show sucks. 15-minute episode. Right. This one. This one's going to be a 15-minute episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So what happens here? So last time, we were like... We were, we were pretty vague, even with, like, plot points, but I feel like the show was pretty vague. That's with not it. us. Yeah. yeah. Once again, once not again. our fault. Yeah. So, like, uh, we get more and more flashbacks of Henry Deaver's uh, dad, mm-hmm. right? The the pastor who... Uh, <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. For the listener, Rob uh, just put a handkerchief up to his mouth, and when he pulled it away, there was a spot of blood. <laughs> This is not good for the future of King Me. No, I'm a fine. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, why are you all, could, yeah, you're also dressed like a like a turn-of-the-century street urchin. Yeah, that's right. Oh, no. Oh, no. What? What's wrong? What's the matter, you? What's, yeah. <laughs> Come on. 
Uh, okay, so, so you were saying before you were so rudely before. interrupted <laughs> by yourself. By my own illness. Uh, illness. The, so the pastor dad. So we, we get a little bit more backstory on him and how he was like, seemed like maybe he was losing it a little bit. Yeah. Um, they he, give some kind of like explanation, right? Didn't he have like a tumor or something? He had a tumor. Uh, then they, they removed it. And then he was fine, and then he started getting all goofy on everyone. Mm, mm-hmm. And they were like, so, maybe this tumor is back. Took a little too much out. Yeah. Yeah. Two two more, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't know. Uh, like I'm saying, like Henry Deaver, like the character or whatever, right? It's... Uh, the frustrating part about this is that he doesn't remember anything that's happened as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a portion where he slips into an alternate dimension for two weeks, mm-hmm. and he's kept in somebody's basement, like, locked up in the cage there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and he has, like, just, like, spotty, like, recollection of it, right? You're like, okay, all right, so what's happening here? What, okay, alternate dimensions. It takes, like, approximately seven episodes to get to... The idea of alternate dimensions. Yeah, not an idea you want to start unpacking with uh, two episodes left after that. That I that's what I find most frustrating. It's like they made so the first eight episodes or so are going down one path and then all of a sudden it's something totally different. Yeah. Um it's also just like it's so clearly at this point at the point at which the show is made, that is what you do. That's your twist when you don't know what you're doing. When you right. can't land the plane, yes. you cry alternate dimension. Yes. Much like the Langoliers. Yeah. When you can't yep. land the plane, you just try an alternate dimension. That's right. Um, yeah, I guess we do know a lot about Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> His works. I, that's... That could be the most frustrating thing here is that like we were talking about last week how the this show does not pay off mm-hmm. right how like we know where the show's going and this sucks <laughs> and now why like watching there's that whole episode where uh, Sissy Spacek's character right um, keeps having like her like flashback kind of things with, yes with the chess pieces yeah right yeah what'd you think of that bottle app it it like. On its own, mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, like, I actually was like, this is probably the best episode of the season. It's by far the best. <laughs> by far. You know why? Because none of that other bullshit's happening. Right. Yeah. Like, and the way that like, the way that each one of her memories went back to, not each one of them, but a lot of the memories went back to moments that we've seen already where she like enters a room yep. and like her, uh, her son and... Um, uh, what's it? Scott Glenn. Uh, I forget his the sheriff stick. The stick. Yeah, sheriff stick. Yeah, they're like talking or whatever, and yeah, then what she his name? she enters a room, or like somebody talks to her, and then she like kind of snaps out of it or whatever. It, it like just seeing it from like this different perspective, this different angle of her. Uh, Sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> How dare you? I was looking up Ellen Pangborn. Pangborn. Of course, he's from. Uh, he's from. 
needful things. Yes, and, uh, and of course we do know a great deal about Stephen, Stephen King, King and his works. Right. It's <laughs> the official Stephen King movie podcast. Right. The po- official podcast of King and me. The official podcast. <laughs> the official podcast of remembering what you told me um, last week. Last time. Yeah. 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 I don't, so I don't know. Uh, that episode as its own thing. See, like the first eight episodes or whatever, you're like, okay, they're they're building this mystery. It's real fucking like what's his name, Damon Lindelof shit, mm-hmm. where there's like, I'm, well, I'm gonna introduce mysteries, yeah, and then you know I'm gonna leave you with questions, which is fine if you do it well, <laughs> you know, you don't have to do it well though people this was at a time when people would truly just like put this shit on like right it was tail end of right because it's damon lindelof it's jj abrams like yeah. i think jj abrams is a producer on this he is yeah yeah so it's all that bullshit right and then it's also like right in the middle of that glut of like stephen king adaptations or like remakes of adaptation so right yeah it's just like no one cared. Like they were like, yeah, it actually um good news, it doesn't have to be good. We don't have to try. Yeah. You just need to make it. And make it like make it look like make every third shot look like a um like a an image you'd see on like a display in like a Best <laughs> Buy to show how good a 4K uh, TV looks. Yes. Yeah. 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 And like that's the thing. Like it does look good in that way. I want pr- plenty of drone overhead drone oh, shots. Fucking god. Yeah. yeah. I want the color washed out. <laughs> no color. Why gray, baby? Because Why if it's gray that? and dour, that means it's good. <laughs> no one told you this. I'm telling you now. You know what one of the best, most fun horror movies is? Is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm -hmm. It's clowns. I want the... They're all color, baby. I want the dour (laughs) A24 (laughs) Killer Clowns remake. Man, listen, A24, right? This again? God damn it. We don't have to. I just... So, I I, I just saw a couple... I saw... um, I, I just saw Pearl. Yes. Right? Which I thought was... Good, not mm-hmm. not great, but it was good, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like an interesting way to shoot that movie. It it was more like a, an old timey kind of feel. But then I also watched um, Funny Pages from A twenty four. What the hell is that? Funny Pages is a, it's a about like a high school kid who is an artist. It's about Scott uh, Dilbert. Scott Dilbert. <laughs> yeah, it's about Scott Dilbert. <laughs> What's his name? Scott Adams? Yeah. Scott. Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's the shithead guy, right? Yeah. He's the guy who has a house that looks like Dilbert. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Imagine if it was a different guy. <laughs> it's going to be hard to sell, but okay. <laughs> um, no, it, it, which was like a fine, it like the movie's okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's one of those, it's like a, this, this kid, he wants to be a comic book artist, and, but like everybody in the movie is unlikable. You know, and it's it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, it, this is what you know. It's like a unlike a story about this and unlikable people and shit like that, right? And it's set in New Jersey, and it sucks. I'm like, I get that, yeah. <laughs> like it looks like it sucks, yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I think a twenty four, like this movie, it, the the ending, it's just it's the same thing. It's all washed out stuff. It's all like, 
I know what I'm getting here. Yeah. Like, before I even go into the fucking theater. Yeah. What was that other movie? It was like, I want to say it was a, a, a couple and they had a kid and the kid had a lamb's head for a head. And that was oh, an A24 movie. I didn't see that. All right. I didn't see that. Well, the thing is, like, they, I don't know, they have some bangers, which I think is just even more frustrating. Well, that, right. But I get, is that not just like, okay, maybe we're being too harsh because the, I think the charitable interpretation here is like, they're a microcosm of the film industry as it's always been, where it's just like nine out of 10 suck. And then the one that hits right. funds like future ones. But I don't know. They have a ton of bangers, right? But then, like, is killing of a sacred dairy twenty four? Does it just feel like it? Same question <laughs> it about the favorite because I loved both of those. I don't know about the favorite. I think the favorite just I, felt a twenty four. Yeah, that's a great movie though. I haven't seen that one. Is it good? It is quite good. Yeah, like, um, I, I'm looking at just a quick list here. Like, did you see um, Ex Machina? That was pretty decent. That was yeah, pretty was decent, decent. But that's more like that's more like the Alex Garland problem than the a twenty four problem. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Alex. <laughs> He's a. I have not seen. He's a flawed filmmaker. I, I haven't seen it either. Was it called Men? Men. I haven't seen that one. I, it, it it seemed too annoying to see. Yeah. I, but here's the thing. I love Annihilation. Annihilation's it's like one of, really good. It's just like there's. I mean, you know, it's an adaptation, so you can't give them like full credit for all the visuals, but like some like really compelling stuff yes. happening there. It's like an interesting story. Um. But yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, yes, but also like, um, I don't know. It's it, it's fine that all these movies are getting made. I want more movies to get made. I, I guess it's, it would be better if like, so a twenty four is making like all of these like certain kind of movies. Mm. They're, they're all kind of different, right? But you can look at them and say like, this is an a twenty four movie. Yeah, right. Uh, it's all it, they span genres. But they do. They have but a certain look. They have a certain je ne sais quoi. They have a certain um, style over substance factor. Sure, <laughs> right. They're they're very stylish in what in whatever way that means. Right. You know. Um, and I do like a lot of them. I guess the problem is when like other studios are trying to do the exact same thing. Yeah. When when there isn't enough like variety, and. It's an interesting problem where we're saying like all of their movies look different, but they share like a spiritual quality, but still like there's it's apable. Yes. You know? Yeah. That's like really dark because then like, <laughs> what is what will feel fresh? And I think the answer is just like the, the next Mad Max movie. Yeah. And um, <laughs> Mad God probably feels. I haven't great. seen it. We I think we should do Mad God. because yeah. I haven't seen it. I seen it either and uh-huh. it looks amazing yeah um but you brought up pearl yeah pearl and um i was also thinking we may want to do x and pearl because i yeah. haven't seen either of them mm-hmm. i've heard mostly good things about pearl but enough mixed things that i'm like this well, could be good i think well yeah i i don't know it's uh there's a lot to really like in it uh, about the movie I thought the movie was maybe a little bit slow, but also Mia Goth, who plays Pearl, mm-hmm. is like fake li- person. Fake, by the way, I maintain that Ma- Mia Goth. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, fake person, it's a fake name. Um, it's a 
was that the freaking first caveman to wear a black loincloth? <laughs> he said, "Me a goth? I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, but I think that's probably what the first caveman who wore a black loincloth said. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to go off on a on a rant. Oh, excuse me, Bill Maher. Yeah, you know. Where where are we in the what's his podcast called? Oh, the wow. Random Zone or something? Yes. Club Random. <laughs> it is called Club Random. Oh my god. Uh, um, but yeah, so so me, but Mia Goth is like legitimately incredible in the movie. Yeah, really fucking great. Um, I'm in, and I also, uh, you know, uh, Kane, one of our patrons, uh-huh. uh huh, because we mentioned this in our our baby episode about grandma, uh huh. And he was uh, talking about the backstory, which I also didn't know, which was like they basically started like filming Pearl as soon as X was done because they were like so high on X Uh and like not like on ecstasy, (laughs) but they were just like they were so stoked about it. It's sort of similar to like it seems like the best possible outcome of like the South Southland Tales situation where sure instead of writing incomprehensible comic books, they just like made another better version of the movie they just made. I so oh by the way if you want to uh, also comment on our posts and also hear them you can go to patreon.com slash kingmepod five dollars a month gets you access to all of our bonus shows in one, and our main feed in one convenient feed yeah so yeah we <laughs> I didn't really rehearse this <laughs> so yeah uh, so what we're going to be doing for Patreon subscribers is we're going to be posting the main feed episodes the, the, the King Me proper episodes in the Patreon. So you only have to subscribe to the one feed. Yeah. And then we're also going to be doing, we're splitting up the baby episodes as well, mm-hmm. which may have already happened by the time that this comes out. Yes. We're, we're, uh, you've, you've heard of King me, but have you heard of King Solomon? <laughs> we're splitting up the babies. We're splitting up the ba- babies. Blaby. What? <laughs> um, I got this. Let uh, me, let me, right, you do let it. me do you that. Do it, no, no, no. I just, uh, it seems like you're having a little trouble I'm, with the word babies. <laughs> Uh, so what we're going to be doing is on the, on the Apple feed, uh, or, you know, the, the main feed, the free podcast feed, Mm -hmm. you'll be able to get episodes of King Me Mm -hmm. proper. Mm -hmm. And then every Tuesday you'll get a King Me baby episode, which will just be the adaptation of, of a King short story. So his baby pro, you know, a dollar baby program. Um, we'll be talking about the short films or episodes of TV shows or whatever based on his uh, on his works. Mm-hmm. Then, if you're a Patreon subscriber, yes, though, yes, on that same day, yes, you'll get Go off. Yes, you'll in your Patreon feed. Do it. You'll get that same episode yes. with an additional yes. half of it, where it's going to be us talking about the book. Oh! Oh, there it is. Well, we're talking about the book over on Patreon. We're talking about the book over on Patreon. And I got to say, I find talking about the book way more gratifying. <laughs> Don't Most of the dare. time. All right, no, I'm, I'm going to bleep that out. No, Let's we've that out. I, we got a lot of we, we started off really strong. I feel like we've kind of settled into a groove with like more middling material. So, yeah, I don't fully mean that. But no, I know. I'll tell you what. Um, the good ones are pretty good, though. The good ones are pretty good. People have said nice things to me about the book discussions. Mm-hmm. Things like, this makes me want to read. 
Yeah. Things like this makes me want to start reading these books. <laughs> that kind of thing. That kind of stuff. I had a librarian say, uh, I do this for a living and I <laughs> and even I am like, I gotta read these things. That's not true. That's not even what librarians do. <laughs> they, they don't they read, just read books. all the books. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're like, shh. Because they're trying to focus. <laughs> that, that, that's like how you become a library uh, librarian. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, be, you, you become a library. Um, by, by putting a bunch of books inside. Well, of when you. you die, they plant you. Oh, yes. and, and then the library grows there? No. Oh, that's stupid, right? I don't have time to explain this to you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you get all that, and then you also get our... Um, are just like bonus feature episodes. Right. So basically, if you're subscribed to the Patreon, you're going to get everything in one one place. Mm. All at once. Your one-stop shop. One-stop shop. For Danny. <laughs> and and me? <laughs> sure, kid. You can come along, too. Ah, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll get our, our That Thing You Do episode. Uh, first uh, of many. First of many. <laughs> yes. um and and if you if you don't want to do that that's fine there the main feed episodes the free podcast the king me episodes will still be out every other week and then we'll we're going to do half of the king me baby episodes yeah so you'll you'll be getting weekly content in your yeah forget about it hey just our little way of saying thank you yeah it's our way of saying forget about it (laughs) that's how we say it yeah Castle Rock, uh, part part two, part two. So we like we like Sissy Spacek. We as much as we like anything here. I think Sissy Spacek is probably the best part of this whole season overall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean like, like I, again, all of this stuff just feels. Uh, I don't know, just sort of jammed together. You know, mm-hmm. it's like okay. Uh, Sissy Spacek, she uh, has uh, Alzheimer's. Yeah. Right? Like early stages or whatever. And so that's like a whole fucking plot point is like her, that's what her character is going through. And it doesn't, I don't, it it, does it factor in to the overall mystery? No. No, it it in In fact doesn't. Because, like, you know, like, her so, being like so yeah so the the that episode that like bottle episode where right. she's sort of like going through her memories that's also the episode where she's trapped in the house with Bill Skarsgård yes so the way it's set up is like she's using this device of hers to sort of like navigate out of this situation and kind of the impression like it you know Given that we're led to believe that Bill Skarsgård is like a supernatural force, right? Her sort of like time jumping, yeah, feels like it's maybe supposed to be real uh-huh. as it's happening. Uh huh. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not. Yeah. He's not following her, right? Um, and all that happens is that she she freaking kills Stick. Yeah, she, <laughs> she just kills Stick. Yeah, she ends up shooting Scott Glenn. Yeah, shooting him dead. Uh, right in the belly, belly yeah. full of lead. That's right, lead belly. Yeah, he's he turns into lead belly, <laughs> the old blues guitar player. Um, but 
like so this whole season right mm-hmm. uh bill skarsgård is just sort of creeping around this town yep, skulking he's like hunching his shoulders yeah he's got the uneven shoulders yeah. from being in a cage for 30 years or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and he so he it seems like he has some sort of a like a power and ability or whatever to cause chaos mm-hmm. or to just uh like drive like the uh the anger like uh, just yeah. in people and like toy poodles doing backflips in the streets <laughs> whenever yeah. he walks by. But yeah, there's like that scene where he like wanders into a family's house. Right. Is that the house that he is that his house in the alternate universe? Is that why he's there? No, it's no, it's the couple, right? No, the I, murder couple. I thought it was the. That's the house. Is it? I thought that his house was the same Henry Deaver house. Oh, maybe, maybe that know. would make sense. So, but would but, it? I don't know. but what we what we come to find out about Bill Skarsgård's character is that he's from an alternate dimension. Yes, he's Henry Deaver. He's Henry Deaver in another dimension, and he's also just a normal guy. And I guess when he comes over into our dimension accidentally, he not his fault. Not his fault. But he, we're not mad. Let's be clear, we're not mad at Bill Skarsgård no. for coming into our dimension. No. I mean, we're happy to have him. I listen. It's not his fault. Yeah, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Bill, I'd love to get a beer with you sometime, brother. Right. Just saying, it's not his fault. <laughs> it's not his fault. You can't judge people by their actions. There, I said it. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> uh, but when he comes over to our dimension, he <laughs> <laughs> our dimension, yours and mine. He will stop. What's mine aging. is yours. What's yours is mine. Right. It's our dimension. It's our dimension. No, when he when he shifts over into the Castle Rock dimension or whatever, he stops aging, right? And apparently, like his existence is causing like some sort of like anger or like general uneasy vibes yes. in this town yeah he's a vibe kill he's a he's, he's a, vibe a real killer. vibe kill yeah. right um I don't, I don't know exactly like why he's also as we know bad vibes cause forest fires right so right there's that and and causes people to murder other people mm-hmm. causes uh prison riots Maybe like a crow <laughs> crashes into someone's windshield because right. that's always a cheap way to kill a few seconds. <laughs> it's just like thirty seconds right there. Great. Right, what, uh, they're just know. like frantically throw a crow yeah. at them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One's flying by. Someone's just like ah, oh, they pluck it out of the air. Yeah, <laughs> just chuck. Roll it. on this. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, so, and then there's a thing at the end that says one bird was harmed in the making of this production. <laughs> one animal, just one animal. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Could be way worse. You got to admit. Uh, yeah. I, so it. So we just come to find out that he's not. He has no powers in particular. It's not him. He's he's like skulking around town or whatever. But he's also like. Just a normal guy. Mm-hmm. When we see him in his own dimension, he's like a normal ass yeah, guy. He's like he's a doctor, yeah, right. He's yes. a yeah, Doctor so, Bill, Doctor so, Bill. So when 
I, I, I guess I just don't know why he becomes like a super fucking. I mean, he's down in the fucking cellar eating white bread for thirty years. You think maybe that did it? Okay, <laughs> but like, fair enough, right? Yeah. But then, like, if if this is a story about like somebody from an alternate dimension being put in a prison cell for thirty years yes. and what happens to them, then that's maybe a story, right? <laughs> yeah, like, because okay, so. Again, the episode, the Sissy Spacek episode, um, he is, like, in the house with her. He's kind of, like, trapped them in the house together. Right. Kind of. Kind of. Not even really. Right. It's only really because she's having all of these, like, episodes. Right, yeah. That she, like, can't get out. Yes. And he's trying to take care of her, and she doesn't know what to make of him. But it also seems like, don't they kind of... I felt like they made her a character who kind of like knew what was going on. Or was that just Melanie Linsky? It may have just been Melanie Linsky. I think it was just Melanie Linsky. Regardless, I think like the fact that like you could have had him like pursuing her. Right. More relentlessly up to this point. You get like one shot of him standing outside the window. She sees him through the window or whatever. Why is he there? Right. What what we is the point? Know. Why is he pursuing anybody? Why is he doing anything yes. that he's doing? Yes. There's there doesn't seem to be a reason. Like like he knows that the other Henry is him. Right. So what's he doing about that? Right. Like why wouldn't he just be like, "Hey, I'm also Henry Deaver. Right. I don't know what's going on. Right. This is this is what happened to me. Yes. And he just lays it all out. Yes. Thirty years ago, I, I slipped through into your world, and I'm Henry Deaver in my world. You're Henry Deaver here, but it, it was the the sound that they keep hearing out in the woods, which is like that's. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So, what'd you think when he went to that recording studio? <laughs> <laughs> what'd you think about that? A, not, uh, a man in a really nice camper brought him I quit. into. I quit. God, a man in a really nice camper wants to put me in a sound wants deprivation to tank. <laughs> wants to give me the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we didn't even mention that there's a fucking Culkin in this thing. Oh yeah. What's is that about? Kieran. That is Rory. I never know. I don't think. I think it's which is one from Succession. That's Rory. So then this one is this Kieran. has got to be Kieran, right? Yeah. No. Okay. This was Rory. So oh! Kieran. Impossible. Kieran. I don't know. All right. Did it really bug you? Okay. So everything bugged. I mean, me the answer is yes, of course. <laughs> so Kieran Culkin is there with this deaf guy. Yes. <sighs> Great. So they're like and they're it, they're like homeless living in the woods. Well, not homeless. They have the nice, really nice camper. They have a really nice camper. Uh, they travel around looking for the sound. Cool rhyme. I don't know. Bad <laughs> idea for a TV show. So there's a sound that is out in the wood, the woods that Henry's dad heard. Yes, and he called it the voice of God. Yes, because his dad was a, a preacher. I don't even know if we even said we that. did. Yeah. Okay. And then. So he wanted to show Henry and Stacey Spacek, and neither one of them could hear it at the time. Mm-hmm. Flash forward to present day, 
Henry Deaver goes into the woods and he finds these two guys, Kieran Culkin or Rory Culkin and a the second se- person. I don't and, know his name. And, and the second person. And they talk about the sound and uh, how it is the voice of God and blah, blah, blah. And then they put him they The guy made like the sound deprivation room closet yeah, yeah. in the camper to better hear the sound. Mm hmm. Uh, and then, <laughs> fuck it, and then that doesn't go anywhere. The sound, I, so, the sound, in quotations, just represents this doorway. Yes? Yep. Okay. That's my understanding. So, all of this nonsense, <laughs> all of it, about it being the word of God, about, like, Henry's dad being, like, obsessed with it, about these two guys in the camper being obsessed with it and whatever, right, is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's it goes nowhere. Yep. There is no like the voice of God thing that uh, it, it does not happen in this show. Right. Right. It is not the voice of God. It is just a portal. It is a misunderstanding. Right. It's a portal that opens up to another dimension that we also don't know anything about. Why is it happening? Uh, who is anybody doing it? Isn't it just sort of like. Yeah, it's really just chalked up to being like a natural phenomenon. Right. They're just like, this town has always sucked, and this is why. Right. Okay, great. So now now the town sucks, and it's because of this weird portal. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) And it's funny because, like, we're also to understand that this isn't the same continuity as, like, needful things. Right. So it's like, did the portal bring the devil here? And if so. Right. Right. Why are all these religious zealots yeah. so drawn to it? That, again, like all of the uh, loose uh, connections, right? That, there's like a the, it, one of the fires that breaks out, right? They talk about a fire at like a, maybe a mental institution or whatever. And I'm like, it, yeah. but it's like in passing. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess that's a reference to Firestarter, but like, why? It's, uh, you're not. You can't just say a thing in passing like that. You actually you know? can. Hell, you can name a character Jackie Torrance if you want. Stupid. Uh, so I. You know what was even more annoying about that? What? <laughs> she named herself that. Yeah, she did. Her name is not Jackie. No. She was like, I started going by my uncle's name because he's twisted like me. I'm kind of twisted. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'm not like other girls. How? Okay. I'm going to pitch something to you, right? Mm -hmm. What if Jackie Torrance was more of a character in this show, right? Uh, She's a bit of a character already. I know. She's already a bit of a character. She's got a freaking quip for everything, that one. (laughs) Um, What if she's more of a character, right? And and that's how she plays it. It's like, oh, my, my uncle, I name myself after my uncle because he's, he was a murderer and I'm like super twisted like that, right? Okay. All of that is like superficial bullshit and then she actually gets put into like real peril where like the those b&b owners right Mm -hmm. when they start like killing people yeah right like maybe she gets uh you know attacked uh by them you mean instead of just appearing to save the day yeah 
and then, instead of that. And then talking about, like, the only other thing she does is talk about what she did in the scene prior. Yeah, I, I'm talking about giving the character an actual arc. I'm, yeah. I'm talking about giving this character who's, like, who's flippant about, like, my uncle was a murderer right. and tried to kill his whole family and then he died or whatever. Who's, like, I'm going to name myself after him because, I, you know, I'm just cool like that. Yep. And then putting her in a real situation where she was the, actually, her life was being threatened. So she can all have they a do with perspective. It. All they do with it is just like another cheap wink where she just yeah. like puts an axe through someone's head. Ugh. And then continues to be flippant about that, about taking Killing, someone's yeah. life. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Care. It, it's so I infuriating mean, because like clearly there's enough time for all of this. Like uh, the thing we've been saying right. this whole time is that. Nothing happens for most of it. <laughs> yeah. You have this ensemble cast, like, do a little bit with that. Do something. Like, there's a chance that all of this makes more sense if you let the other characters do anything. Right. You have a character who's, like, freaking uh, telepathic. Yeah. She shines, man. Ugh. And what does she do? She just gets nervous a lot. All she does is, like, get pretty nervous. Take a pill. <laughs> she does. One time she gets cold. <laughs> One time she, <laughs> she gets cold even though the room is warm. What? <laughs> it sucks. Uh, it all sucks. Um, Henry, so Henry like slowly f- figures out that like, uh, well, no, I don't. Does he ever even figure out what the, that there is a portal? No, right. I don't know. Because, I don't know because it's like because Bill Skarsgård talks to Melanie Linsky. Melanie Linsky maybe tells him. She tries to tell him. She tries to tell him, and which is the same thing or a similar thing that happened in the other dimension when Henry was a kid. Yeah, and Melanie Linsky in that world was like, "We have to get this this boy out of here. He's telling the truth or whatever." We yeah, and like they take him to the portal, and he ends up. Going back to his world. Great. And then Bill Skarsgård ends up in in that world also. No good. So at the end, towards the end, when Bill Skarsgård has Henry at gunpoint and he's like, take me to where you hear the sound. <laughs> and that's what he wants. Right? He's still being like a weird creep about everything. Yeah. He's still not being like forthcoming. Like... I don't know. It it just, all of that just seems like it's it, it's That's one of those thing. things where like <laughs> if you watch a movie and you're like all of this would have none of this would have happened or had to have happened if that guy just said the one thing to him mm-hmm. and then it would have been okay it's a different story altogether. Yeah. That's what this is. Like right. if if Bill Skarsgård had said like this is what's happening. I know it sounds crazy, but I was locked in a fucking thing <laughs> for 30 years. Yeah. Right? And then, like, Henry Deaver goes to the B&B house, right? And he walks in that room, and there's, like, all those paintings yes. on the walls. And he pulls them down, and he checks the dates on them. And they're, it go back it goes back to, like, 1991. And you're like, okay, so he sees it. Yes. Right? He knows that, like, the Warden Lacey... You could say that the writing is literally on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Warden Lacey was, was drawing or painting pictures of this guy since 1991. So that's how long he's been around. He hasn't aged a fucking day. That's weird. Maybe, maybe that could be something. Maybe we, maybe yeah. we take this character and have him 
actually like express what he's gone through, not just fucking like skulk around town and like pop up in people's windows. Well, like no, a fucking creep. Because here's the thing: um, artistic merit is just when you have some, you don't end on a happy note. <sighs> like you don't provide a satisfying resolution. Right. That's actually that's really a, that's fucking smart. Yeah. It's big brain. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It's, I am all for ambiguous endings when they are earned. When, when you watch a movie. Well, how can you say it's unearned when the beginning and middle are also ambiguous? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. By the end, you're like, ah, it's all ambiguous, isn't it? Yeah. We paid that. We set it up. We paid it off. (laughs) You didn't know what was happening then? You you know even less now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, like what is the what's the point of keeping him like as a story? Right. What are we to take away from him keeping him there? There's no interaction between those two characters at any point. It's not like one represents something in the other. Nope. (laughs) Right. It's right. It's not even like it's not like one is evil, one is good. There's none of that. Yep. Right. Uh, It really by the end. It really seems like Bill Skarsgård just wants to go back to where he's from. Yeah, probably that is always what he's wanted. Right. Since he got out of the... Probably while he was in the cage. He hasn't been very clear about that, but that is what he wants. Yeah. At least in the last episode. Men would literally rather be locked in the cage of Shawshank Prison than talk about their feelings. (laughs) (laughs) And then, so he, he takes Henry at gunpoint out into the woods and mm-hmm. says, lead me to where the sound is. And then there's like a scuffle and Henry gets the gun. Yeah. And then it cuts to one year later where uh, Henry has put Bill Skarsgård back into his cage at the now, I guess, defunded uh, Shawshank prison. Nobody Which else is we, there. we love. We yeah, love. I mean, defunding. Defund Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. All Shashanks, all Shashanks are bastards. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but so he ends, and then and, and they're down there, and he brings him, uh, he brings him a sandwich. He says it's Christmas, <laughs> and so so we're left with okay. So Henry is now like the bad guy who ne- who keeps this other guy in in a prison cell, yeah, forever, yeah, and and but like goes about living his life like. Uh, you know, visits his his parents' grave. Uh, you know, sees his son. Like, you know, does things mm-hmm. out in the world. But then also, like, once a day, he has to stop by Shawshank and drop off yeah. some bread. That honestly feels like what year Babadook come out? Like 2015, 2014? Yeah. So this is basically the same ending as Babadook, except it, it doesn't mean anything, it, right? Except, except so anything. <laughs> I think I honestly kind of feel like they were just like. Uh, well, people like that. That got critical acclaim. So if sucks. we lock a guy in a cage in the basement and feed him, <sighs> would give us an award. <laughs> give me a fucking yeah. award. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. It's pretty annoying. And like, it seems like the reason they put the two Henrys in conflict with each other is because like they well, they kind of wrote it so that everybody else is just like everyone else knows what's going on except Henry. But right. no one's even really doing a good job of trying to tell him so it's like that doesn't but like you could have avoided that by just having like the religious zealots the yeah. 
town full of angry people yep. trying to keep this from happening. Right. You know, they want to kill him. Henry wants to send him back. Yes. Why not just do that? Right. What's wrong with that? Right. You could have conflict, but, and like have also have a point. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, the, the conflict of the story doesn't need to be a twist. Like, right. I don't need to not see the conflict coming. Right. That, which is like, uh, I don't know. By the time by the time episode nine comes around, and it's the whole episode is essentially like uh, Bill Scar- Bill Skarsgård's point of view, mm-hmm. going from like a happy guy in his dimension to prisoner in this dimension, right? And you're like, okay, so eight episodes now, and now we're seeing this. It feels like too little, too late. It feels like, okay, now that I know that he is an actual real person, that he's not um, the devil, which they keep saying. They do keep saying he's the devil. That he's not like, um, I don't know, like some sort of reincarnated version of Henry's father. Which they also heavily allude to. Yes. And he behaves as such. Yes. That's what I mean. Like, I forgot about that. <laughs> they keep like they keep throwing all these red hair uh, red herrings out. Like, why why do all that and then be like, okay, he's actually just a normal guy. He just accidentally slipped into our dimension. He's so after you see that, you're like, oh, this is actually kind of a sympathetic character. Yeah, though. he's in. He's like not where he's supposed to. Yeah, be. Yeah, truly, like you just spend like one or two episodes with him being like freaky. Yeah, and then you show that like episode four. Yes. Let us know. And then the conflict becomes that, like, this guy, we know that this guy is not, what's that? Dramatic irony. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh Uh-huh. We know that this guy's decent. No one else knows that. Right. And he can't communicate it. Right. The only person who he can communicate it to is Melanie Olinsky, who everyone thinks is crazy. Yes. Right. Could do that. (laughs) Could do a bit of that. What if, like, right, in, like, episode four, our main characters here... They find out, they're like, this is actually what this guy, what is happening with this guy, right? But also, the fact that he's here and not in his own world is disrupting our world. Mm-hmm. In that, like, it's causing all of these, like, you know, tragedies and accidents and all these things, right? It's because of him being here. Yes. Right? Okay. That in itself, and and you could spend two episodes with him out, like, people looking for him and whatever. And, like, totally. and then it's like... Okay, is Henry gonna find him first, or is like some angry yeah. mob, like you're saying, or like people who want to worship him because sure. he has this power, like the guys, out like in the, the fucking... guys who think he's fucking yeah. God. Yes, why not? Why not have the guy who brings the who carries the sound? Right. Why not have him? Yeah. Oh my God! Like it's it's not so, hard, people. It, it's really like <laughs> that. You're right, though. Like they keep introducing like all of these ideas. And then they're like, nah, 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 nah. And then they then they introduce another one. And they're like, nah, not that either. <laughs> and then they just keep going. And then they just then it just fucking ends. That I mean, it's you the most. Uh, the ending is so unsatisfying. Yeah, it sucks. And then uh, Bill Skarsgård's in his cage, and he's like, "How long are we gonna do this for, Henry?" And Henry's like, "I don't know." Yeah, it's it's weirdly similar to like. <sighs> sitcom story structure where it's like everything gets resolved in 30 minutes or whatever. They set up a problem. It gets resolved in 30 minutes, except rather than resolving anything, they just kind of forget about it and hope you do too. Yeah. 
Right. <laughs> it's insane. Right. What about all of these other people? Yeah. That, like, <laughs> but this is like, I mean, this feels very like of that moment. And I guess we're still kind of in that moment, but like where it seems like studios and executives didn't really understand they're like we're we're in like the con the age of content now. Yeah, people's we're in the the era of the short attention span, uh-huh. where it's just sort of like we need to keep people coming back. People don't <laughs> care about story; they just want like some button on their brain press. Right. They just want <laughs> they just want to be lit up like a fucking pinball machine week after week. They don't care if it pays off because like as long as you do that in the final episode, they'll be like. What was that? Because they assume, and I think you generally should assume that a filmmaker or someone making a TV show has given this more thought than you have. (laughs) And I guess that's even true here, but the way they're thinking about it is not like the goal. Their goal isn't to tell a story. It's to trick you into getting Hulu ad revenue. Yes. That was a beautiful rhyming thing. That's very good. Sentiment. But you're 100% right, though. This, the whole show, the idea of the show is like, okay, like the pitch is uh, Stephen King cinematic universe, right? Yeah. Marvel is doing this. Like, we could do this with fucking everything. Yeah. Right? Especially, yeah. Which, like, you could. You could. Because he right. did it for you already. Right. He's already, he's actually been at that for a little yeah. bit now. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, but now it's going to be a totally new story. Um, we're going to introduce all kinds of weird shit, man. And, and again, like I don't, I'm not mad at that. Like I'm not mad yet. No, you're, you're telling me this. I'm not mad yet. I'm not right, but none of it's going to pay off by the now end I'm of it. Nah, right. Like uh, Warden Lacey, right when mm-hmm. he when he kills himself in the car, mm-hmm. right ties a rope around his neck and then drives his car off the cliff. Yeah, horrific suicide. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you see that. That's like the opening of the first episode. Yes. That's a big fucking statement. Yep. Okay, this guy was a warden and... He double suicided himself. Right. He he did it twice. <laughs> yeah, he did a turducken suicide. <laughs> but that... So, and then he... Uh, we find out that he's actually been keeping this kid down in, in the this cage, right? Yeah. And you're like, that's really fucked up. Why did he kill himself? And we never find out. Is it because Bill Skarsgård like made him kill himself? If so, why did he do it now and not thirty years ago? Mm-hmm. Why was it the guilt of keeping someone locked in a cage? And if that's the case, if it's the guilt, why not let him out? Like, what? Like what? Why any of this? Why any of it? Yeah. Like he he kills himself. Um, and like he doesn't pass the torch. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know. Say like, yeah. Hey, uh, this guy. I keep this guy in the cage because he's a devil. He's gonna cause all kinds of trouble. He's gonna po- poke you in the butt with a pitchfork. <laughs> you, you don't want it. All right. He doesn't do any of that. Why didn't he take his pitchfork away? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I, no, I, I just, like it. Just keeps introducing questions and no answers. Yes. And look, it's we're just, not. Just too mu- it's too much. You guys know us. It's. It's Robin Dan. We're not in the business of like, hey, guys, this is Robin Dan talking to you, right? This is Robin Dan speaking. Um, we're not in the business of just like 
poking at plot holes. There's no. nothing wrong with plot holes. No. I don't care about plot holes. This is not no. cinema sins or whatever that's called. <laughs> You're right. Um, my objection is purely just like how cynically wielded every plot point of this show is. That's the problem. That really, it, it's just like, I feel like I've been hoodwinked. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm an angry, I'm a consumer watchdog. <laughs> That was it, that that's really what it is though. It's like it's so obviously like TV is always has always favored commerce yeah. over art, right? It's yes. not it's but, not film which also has that tension but has at four stretches of time leaned more in that direction, has more of a lane for yes. right? There's no such thing as art house television. <laughs> yeah. But this is so this is just like all the way on the side of commerce. All this the way, has right. nothing to do with art. Yes. At all. And that's what's so like I'd rather watch uh, a supercut of every like progressive car insurance commercial. <laughs> because at least then I know what I'm in for. Yeah. I'm not being sold a bill of goods. I'm being sold quality car insurance at an affordable premium. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're it, you're right. It, it this is it feels like a cynical cra- uh, cash grab. Yeah, it, it's cashing in on the Stephen King name. Um, it feel- and, and let's be clear, Stephen King most he, he, he successful. <laughs> the man cashes in. Yeah, he's not above it either. I'm no. not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, you know, of these movies, of these TV shows, and whatever, there are good ones, right? They're like legitimately good ones, right? And then there are really bad ones but that are fun Mm -hmm. and then there's the middle section which is just the worst yes and i know we've said it a million times but i don't think it's any kind of coincidence that this and the mist come out the mist tv show come out with like come out within a year of each other right like it's this is just that moment and hopefully this is the last thing that's this bad yeah i i mean i i also i don't want to watch any more shit like this (laughs) uh segments yeah, so uh, on the last episode... Oh, come on. <laughs> we... What? Oh, I thought you meant of Castle Rock. I thought you were going to say more no, about Castle Rock. No, no, I'm done with Castle Rock. Thank you. On the last episode that we recorded, Dan, um, we we had to enter Tiny Profile because it was all about Castle Rock. Yes, of course, of course. Shall we close it out? We have to close out Tiny Profile. This has been Tiny Profile. Here comes big, bad, big. I wonder how much they'd pay for it up to college. Rod, booze, baseball. That's just about the finest smell in the world. Except maybe for pussy. They don't cotton the outsiders, and they probably won't have a phone there either. Looney, looney, looney. What is it that you want, Ernie? I want some Rango. Last town report said you were in arrears in your taxes, Andy. They're not retarded. They're disturbed. Guess I'll never be lucky. Hell, I ain't married anyone. Lazy man. Let's make us a baby doggy style. Or do it for money. You got money. She's young. She does it because she likes it. Photographs of teddy bears. Lying in coffins. <laughs> the sweet children of Gatlin have chained the door. Bingo? It's just like the one I used to have in high school before I was a bum. But I got the cancer and she got the change, so ain't neither of us all that fun to live with. Soaks up that cat piss real good.
And the sound of cat piss, of course, means that is the end of Tiny Profile. And we're we're out of Tiny, tiny Profile now. Which means we can move on to, I guess, our, should we skip? Uh, what, hurt our parts? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we can hurt our parts. What were you going to skip? Shining Moments. Oh, no. We're going to hurt our parts first. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that hurts my parts! This is Oh, That Hurts My Parts in a in a series rife with parts hurting just being pummeled yeah really just yeah fucking rochambeau (laughs) uh dan what hurt your parts the most the most my goodness well um i actually did think this stuff with rory culkin and the deaf guy was incredibly annoying um Mm -hmm. they're introduced in one episode we never see them again after that i don't think we see rory culkin uh shot in the police uh, police station when when like uh you know those prisoners get out or whatever yeah so okay yeah um and you know what hate to say it i was glad to see him go whoa i was mad at him because the thing that really bugged me about that whole thing, apart from how just shoehorned in it was, was um, him delivering all of... Because he's translating for the deaf guy who's doing sign language. And he's delivering all of his lines like it's his his thoughts. Yeah. He, um, he's delivering it in this really strange sort of measured way. Yeah. Yeah. But it is like very acting yeah it's know? acting yeah he's acting yeah um they really bugged me that may be the thing that bugged me the most that's certainly what comes to mind i think that's a first off that's a great one thank you uh there's really no wrong answers here i know it's all bad <laughs> um those those characters being introduced in like episode five or six mm-hmm. And then being around for one episode and then just gone. You're like, what is happening here? Yeah. I feel I feel like that was the point. Where even it, like when I watched it originally, however many years ago, when I was like, oh, I don't think this is going to go well. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't like where any of this is heading. You know what? And it's weird, too, because like it feels pointed that um, they're like a black guy and a white guy mm-hmm. who vaguely... Resemble vaguely mirror the two Henry Devers. Yeah, I know. But that also doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything, anything at, at all. all. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I have to pick one mm-hmm. one part that hurt my parts the most, Jesus Christ! Uh, don't I, think. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. Um, what I just say? Don't think. No, you know what it was. You're not listening at the. It was in like the last, it was at the end of episode, the last episode or whatever, when uh, Henry gets a hold of the gun and he puts the gun on Bill Skarsgård and then Skarsgård looks up and his face is all old and weird. Oh my God. Yeah. And then, and then it cuts back and back to Skarsgård and he's fine. He looks normal. Oh my God. It's, It's so, it's, it's one last Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, fuck you from like from the creators of this <laughs> that are like uh, I don't know, maybe maybe he's like an old guy inside. I don't know. <laughs> and then and then that's it. I cuz doesn't he kind of have like a monster yell too? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So you're like, "Wait, is he actually the devil?" 
didn't we just see his story? Not it wasn't from his he wasn't telling the story, was he? It wasn't like an unreliable narrator kind of thing, right? right? Yeah. Like fuck, I forgot about that. Oh god, that that, that pissed is me the off worst thing. So much yeah. the first time I watched it, and then watching it this time, I was like, "This sucks even worse now." If you don't give him the monster yell, you can very easily just be like, "Well, he's near the fucking wormhole or whatever." It's like, "Yeah, right. time is funny over here." Yeah, I. It it's. I hate to sound like such bad a writing. professional stand-up comedian or something, but time is funny. <laughs> time, no, time is funny. Um, but yeah, no, like. You can almost get away with that in that right. case. You have to do a lot of other things as well, but mm-hmm. at least you don't have him yelling like he's in like the fuck, like looking and yelling like he's in the fucking Scorpion King or something, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, or like World War Z. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Right. That was the other thing, too, was that it was like really bad CGI. Yeah, it looked it looked terrible. It looked really bad. Which also made it feel like they just sort of shoehorned it in. They were like, we need something else right yeah. here. And what a weird decision yeah. to be like, this episode's missing something. <laughs> what what yeah. what could it be? What could it be? Imagine working on this show like you're this Yeah, is, probably the easiest money anyone's ever made. Like I don't know, fucking throw something else. Including in there. the animator who yeah. is just like, uh, hon, I think I have a preset in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually the program comes with like scary old guys. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> so that that was I think I'm with you. That hurt yeah. my parts the most. Do we do shiny moments? We have to do it. Okay. Doing it. Wait. Daddy! The shiny moments. What, you want to go first? Yeah, I could go first. Good. You know you know who was my favorite in this? Jackie Torrance. Fuck you. <laughs> I actually think that if there were more characters like Jackie Torrance, this may have been a bad but fun show to watch. If everyone was glib? If it, well, not if everyone was glib, but if everyone was some sort of a oh, if everyone had a char- name knockoff character of a character that we already know. Um, it, it, I'm not it, Jackie Torrance is not my favorite part of the show, but if there was some sort of like like how we have Sheriff Pangborn, right? We yeah. have all you know Shawshank or whatever. If the whole town was full of relatives, yeah, yeah, you know, and like everybody's interacting with each other, right? So like the fact that like. Jackie, I'm I'm just putting it on Jackie Torrance mm-hmm. because I feel like that may have been like the tiniest grain of sand of a, an idea that should have been the whole show. Yeah, I suppose. I, I mean, like, I agree. I don't love the character, but I but it's also in this setting in particular. If if she was, you know, like maybe like a glib serial killer or something like that, maybe it would have been more entertaining. I don't know. Maybe. I don't that, know. But, well, I don't but, know about that. I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. I know, I know. What What was your shining moment? Well, on a related note, Jackie Torrance, played by Jane Levy, she's very pretty. She is. So that's my shining moment. Uh, she was seeing her... Easy on the eyes. Her beautiful face. <laughs> I do like Jane Levy. I like... She was in a couple, like... Uh, she was in the Evil Dead remake, mm-hmm. which is really good. She's yeah. very good in it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple other movies that she was in where she, it, they were kind of like indie, um, not in horror, thriller, whatever. But I, I thought that she was really good. I there, there are a few like um, actresses now that I feel like have 
sort of like this modern scream queen thing going on. Yeah. And I felt like she could have been one of them, but I don't I don't think she I don't think she's made very many movies since then. No, um, not a ton. I'll tell you what, she has a voice over role in the Toxic Avenger remake that's <laughs> announced. Yeah, yeah. She plays Cheerful Insurance They're, rep. They are making that movie. That's too bad. <laughs> are you are you a Toxy guy? <laughs> yeah, I'm a big trauma guy. <laughs> no, I, I've seen it. It's like whatever. It is whatever. It is whatever. Yeah. I don't understand why people go apeshit for it. It, f- it just feels very epic sauce to me. You know? <laughs> it feels epic sauce. Yeah. That's uh, a good way to describe yeah. it. Maybe we should do an episode uh, uh, episode of the Patreon on the Toxic Avenger. Okay. Try to get to the bottom of that. Okay. They made four of them. I don't want to do all four. I don't want to do all four either. I'll do We'll two. do one. Oh, all I, right. I'm, I'm, I'm drawing the line. <laughs> Great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, as far as Toxic Avengers go, I... They, they're like trauma movies in general, I guess. They're not movies that I could really watch <laughs> on a regular basis. They did like, do they do like Surf Nazis or whatever that one's yeah, called? Yeah, Surf That's Nazis so Must Die. fucking annoying. It's annoying. There's a lot of an- uh, Sergeant Kabuki Man, uh, like shit like that, where you're like, it, it's, it's one of those things, though, that I'm like, I'm glad that this company exists and they're making dumb shit i'm glad that there's a movie a weird ass movie called sergeant kabuki man that some like 10 year old kid is actually gonna (laughs) stumble on you know what i mean yeah like like for for some like like they're movies they're dumb movies they're dumb horror movies and they're like it's all gore and splatter and shit like that but they're made for like they're made to be laughed at or for like some kid to like see and like blow his mind you know yeah i guess but it's like what annoys me about it, it's like, you're not, like, there are plenty of, like, Quentin Tarantino is a great example of someone sure. who grew up on exploitation movies. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, we have our Joe Dantes. We have a ton of people who did the did uh, did that stuff. Like, innovate on it. Like, yeah. That's just doubling down and, like, well, yes. highlighting so, all of the... So, like, I feel like, like trauma, like the big trauma movies or whatever... They came out in the 80s when, like, horror movies were, like, kind of... I feel like that was, like, some sort of a peak. Yeah. Right? Um, the, anything after, like, the 90s is, like... Anything Troma is making is bad. Yeah. Like, actively bad, and, like, I don't... I have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. The stuff from the 80s, or early on, at least, is, like, interesting in that way, where it's, like... Um, I don't know. They're, they're, they're doing something uh, subversive... Uh, you know, they're making independent movies about, like, all of these, like, gross people and shitty things. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's, it's like straight John Waters. It is. Yes. And I right. guess that's what I don't like about it. No, it's you're like, right. they're, they're not like they are trying to be silly with it. Yeah. But it, it it's not as clever as like John Waters. Yeah. John, John Waters movies are clever. And, you know, you can watch that and like they're smart movies. Mm-hmm. There's commentary in them. These don't have commentary. It's just like, you know, kind of dumb for dumb sake. Um, You know, like, I don't know, like, I guess good punk rock bands versus like bad ones. You yeah. Know, like, I guess yeah. the line is is very like. You know, it's wherever you draw it yourself, I guess. Oh, yeah. All right. But, that's fair. But also, like, you know, there are bad punk bands. You just maybe they just kind of sound like the other ones. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I like that. 
All right, we can watch Toxic Avenger. That's right. fine. That's too bad. Uh, too bad that we're doing that. We're getting, <laughs> that's too bad we're doing that. We haven't even done, like, um, what's the show we both like? Starring uh, Hamlish Link later. Oh, Midnight Mass. We gotta do Midnight Mass. I know. Too. Did you see the commercial, the, the, the trailer for the new Mike Flanagan uh, joint? No. Uh, Midnight Club? It has nothing to do with oh. Midnight Mass. Um, but that looks pretty good. That's coming out I'm, on Netflix in like a week or I'm, so, too. Really? Yeah. Maybe we push that to the front of the list. Yeah, we could do that. Get it uh, Get the get it out in a timely manner for once. Yeah, yeah. we'll try. <laughs> uh, all right um and yeah if you want to hear us talk about uh freaking whatever toxic avenger mike flanagan that thing you do that we mostly don't do part like one that. part one yeah <laughs> we mostly don't do that thing you do we mostly do genre movies and stuff and yeah. uh if you sign up for the patreon you get to recommend something to us and we have to do it yeah. um that's pretty cool for you yeah we, we have to do it. We have to do it. Oh, we simply must. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at KingMePod, Facebook KingMePod, email us at KingMePod at gmail.com. Say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Rate and review us on Apple. I swear to fucking God. Mm-hmm. Please do that. Please. Please do that. And Spotify, too, also, I think, has reviews. So you can oh, yeah. review us there. Um, and we'll read your review on the show. That's it. That's it. It's really that simple. All right, we gotta go record more of these. So bye bye. Oh wait, we oh, gotta what? we gotta finish our tropes. Oh wait, uh, oh man, I thought it was out. <laughs> you should have stopped me way sooner. <laughs> we gotta do we gotta <sighs> do king tropes. King tropes. King tropes. King tropes. If you said it before, you just say so. I can't even do it. You just need to trust this guy's go to bloodline device. I drive a great distance just to die. Just to die. Hey, that's right. The cat's out of the bag. We're recording in person today, so (laughs) we got to sing along. Uh, King tropes. King tropes. Everything. Yeah, the whole fucking thing is. It's just just nonstop. It's it's sub trope. It's subtropical. It's It's not even tropes. It's literally just like it. Really, it's just like here you go, piggies. Yeah, it is. It's references. It's not tropes. Mm -hmm. It's like hey, remember. Shawshank. Right. That building is Shawshank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? What Shining. Uh, you've seen The Shining, right? Uh, well, they, they shine in this movie, too. They, sh- they shine yeah. on this TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, her name is uh, Jack Torrance. So <laughs> you must love that, right? Um, what's her name? Uh, the Warden, the one that takes over. Uh, she gets hit by a car. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Which, Classic don't see a whole ass bus coming situation. I love it. Oh, she's just Absolute walking across pancaked. the street like, yeah. Yeah. And then just dead silence. And then one second before she's hit, you hear. What did that happen in? It was like the second to last episode. No, no. I mean, what else oh, did that I'm sorry. happen? Um, uh, what's it? Dreamcatcher. Yes. Remember, yes. The guy across yeah. the street <laughs> yeah. just gets fucking leveled. Yes. Also <laughs> happens in 
Hot Rod. <laughs> Someone did put a super cut together of that just happening in different movies. That's that's good. It's very good. I'll, I'll send it to you if you yeah. find it. Um, uh, and I just got to shout out Meet Joe Black for having the best example of that. Yeah. Funniest thing I've ever Funniest seen. Funniest thing ever. Um, I don't know. King, the King Tropes are stupid. Like, I don't know. Bill Skarsgård living in a basement. Does it. Oh, yeah. I guess he's a basement guy. He's a bit of a basement guy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, no, nothing. Nothing, right? You can't really. Yeah. You can't really. You can't really. All right. That was King Tropes. That was King Tropes. Does that bring us? It does. It does bring us to our penultimate. Was there segment. a Slimer in this? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I don't think there was. I don't remember anything being particularly slimy. No. Um, no, nothing was slimy in this. No one, yeah. I was gonna say, well, Bill Skarsgård draws a bath, but no one even gets in it to slime it up. Yeah, no, no, no slime. There's no slimer. That's how bad this thing is. We went ten fucking episodes and didn't see one onion head. Fuck. So that brings us to our final segment, IMDb. They just cheated us. This isn't fair. This is IMDb where we compare our opinion of the movie against the average. Uh, excuse me, weighted average user score on imdb.com. You're not going to believe how many people reviewed this. How many? It's whatever you're thinking. It's more than that. How many people would you guess reviewed this? Um, Did you look? No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I don't know. 10,000. 46,000. What? 4.6 times as many as you thought. Damn. They awarded this an average weighted user score of 7.5 out of 10 stars. Rob, would you say that's too high? That's crazy high. I can you. Okay. I don't think you can do this. What? You can't on IMDb. You should be able to like click a score and see what other movies have that score. I thought you could do that. Could you do that? No, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Anyway. Anyway, that's so crazy to me. Uh, yeah it like this is a one to two for me yeah i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a one i'm giving it a one i'm this giving is, it a fucking one this yeah. thing sucked this thing sucks i think it i, I i'm hard pressed to f- find anything else that we've watched that i dislike more than this yeah i know that even the mist was crazy right it, like it had some <laughs> bonker shit right lady right. getting her titty sucked to death <laughs> That's for crazy. example, that doesn't you that, don't see that every day. No, that sucked. And we've watched like bad, boring movies. But this is bad, boring and long. Mm-hmm. And I don't like it. Yeah. And I never want to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. So look forward to season two. We're not. There's no fucking way. Yeah, we don't. Have There's to. no way I'm watching sexy Annie Wilkes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't do that. I, I want a jacket to Annie Wilkes. Oh, Wilks. no. Oh, no. Poor Lizzie Kaplan. Why? Because you're j- jacking it to her. No. <laughs> oh, no. No, because she... No, I'm, I'm, just, I'm jacking it to Kathy Bates. Oh, excuse me. I'm, um, I'm a purist. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, a good sturdy gal. Yeah. Um, no, poor her, because she's like a good actor. And, I know. Uh, I mean, poor everybody in this everybody one, too. Everybody involved in this fucking Poor show. Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Poor Stick. <laughs> poor Stick. <laughs> poor Melanie Linsky. Yeah. Melanie yeah. Linsky is really good, and I, this is just so bad. Yeah. 
All right, so maybe we'll do season two. One ones, me and you. Yes, we got we gave it a one. Yeah, yeah, great, great. Um, and if you want to hear the plugs, you can scrub back uh, about five minutes right. and listen to those. And you could plug it up. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll now, plug it up. And this is shows over. Yeah, this will be shows over. Shows over. So is IMDb our penultimate segment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll keep that in mind for future episodes. Thank you. And thank you, dear listener. Stephen King. Stephen King. Under the octopus with the steamboats, ancient goblins and wallows come at the grand line making a sound. The smell of death is all around And at night when the cold wind blows No one cares, nobody knows I don't want to be buried In a pet cemetery I don't want to live my life again I don't want to be buried In a bed To the sacred place This ain't a dream I can't escape Molders and fangs that are picking up bones Spirits moaning among the tombstones And at night when the moon is bright Someone cries something ain't right I don't want to be buried In a pet cemetery Don't wanna be buried in a big cemetery. 